The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Uh, well, Casey, it's not quite as good as shouting the word goal as an intro, but uh, a review into allegations of racial abuse at Chelsea have shown that basically the ringleader was Gwyn Williams, so we were right, he is a twat. <laughs> I was not expecting that as the opening. Neither was I, but I literally, whenever we start playing the podcast intro, I just, as we're doing it, look at Phil Hayes' Twitter, just in case something happened in the last 20 minutes. And that he's just and he's retweeted that. So it's a fucking cold open, is that? Jesus. Um, yeah, he's an absolute prick. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> just weird way to go on. Anyway, I think this is episode fifty-two. That's what it says. Does it? Cool. I don't have the notes in front of me at the minute. Uh, obviously, I'm Jack, and I'm joined as usual by KC. You alright, mate? Yeah, good. I can actually say good afternoon for a change. It's a, a rare. This is this is the late night uncut edition of the Mighty Whites podcast. It's one o'clock in the afternoon for me, and I'm having a cider. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, thought it's worth uh, Pilsner Urkel. Lovely. I'm, I'm on the Angry Orchard. From the mean streets of Pilsen in Czech Republic. Yeah. Oh, we actually we actually had some football this weekend. I know, and you can tell we're in a really good mood about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brilliant, we're going up. We didn't have all to worry about, did we, really? No, not really. I mean, Bristol City set out to presses early on, and they did that fairly quickly, but they weren't really creating chances and to be honest I don't think they forced us into making that many errors no they uh I mean they, you could tell that there weren't many errors because especially in the first half because like the passing stats I think Falshaw might have been on 100% passing at half time or like 97 or something because he finished at 95 uh you could see the confidence going through basically from the moment 10 seconds in where Kiko Casilla decided to Complete a take on pass for Maradia, do. Yeah, Cruyff turn 10 yards out what, from your goalkeeper. That's what you want. It's exactly what you want to see. I, I honestly, other than, I mean, I know the last 15 minutes we dropped off, but I thought we played really well in this game. Yeah, and to be honest, I wouldn't even say we we dropped off so much as they, they just started piling players forward to try and get something. You know, it's probably a little bit disappointing that they got the goal. Uh, but for the most part, we we were in control from start to finish. Yeah, uh, obviously, first goal, Pablo Hernandez, really good goal. Though. A good crossfield ball. I think it was Forshaw's crossfield ball for Harrison. He mm. knocked it back for Douglas. Douglas went back inside to where Forshaw suddenly was. Played it into Hernandez's feet, back to goal. And it was a, just a fantastic finish on his left foot. If I was a Bristol City fan, I'd be annoyed that I had those centre-backs on the pitch and no one closed him down. Yeah, that was the that was the first thing I texted you as soon as uh, as soon as you saw the replay of just how has he got five yards of space on the edge of the penalty area? He's given so much room to turn, and but that being said, the finish was absolutely fantastic. Left foot right inside the post. Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic goal. Best view of it was there was sort of an angle from directly behind him that was sort of over yeah. Ben White's right shoulder. And it flew in, and you saw him doing the like Ali G fingers, like <laughs> <laughs> in celebration of the goal. Yeah, taken really well, and and it was thoroughly deserved at that point. Yeah, we uh, I mean, we got on top and stayed on top. Really, uh, sec- 
Second goal, and this could prove to be massive. Bamford getting off the mark straight away. Uh, Hernandez, brilliant down right wing. Great piece of skill, cross to Bamford's head. And that's the thing that he was getting criticism for. You'd see him on the edge of the box or corner at penalty area. And this time, six yards out, attacking the near post. That's what you want to see. Have you seen Have you seen the clip of the Bristol defender who just seems to, just as Bamford's about to win the header, has that moment of, oh, did I lock the front door? Yeah, he... he, he, just, he, he seems <laughs> to just look away all of a sudden. Yeah, he seems completely <laughs> oblivious, doesn't he? Just for two seconds of, what's going on? Oh, shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm playing. Uh, it, was, it was one of those funny things that, uh, that cropped up. That. But yeah, like you say, great to see him running in, attacking ball, good header, plenty of power on it. Um, yeah, that, that's and especially with the current striking situation that we have, it's it's going to be vital that he he keeps playing like that, getting yeah. into those positions. Now, I was really glad to see him get off the mark, and it wasn't just that. I f- there was one moment early on where he. Kinda, he got knocked off ball, and it, he got fouled a bit and didn't get any decisions. But he kind of, you know, threw his arms up and looked a bit annoyed. But it seemed to fire him mm. up a bit because after that, and that was only after about ten minutes. After that, he chased everything, and he seemed to win most of them. Yeah, like he really, he did well physically as well as getting a goal. I think it's a few times, and and I think from watching last season, I dare say defenders have been told try and bully him a bit, get your arms around him and he, his, his head will go. And and I thought that's what was going to happen at first. You saw him, like you say, looking at the ref and, and having a bit of a moan, but fair play to him. Like you say, he kicked on and, uh, he, and he deserved the goal for, on the balance of his performance. Yeah, uh, obviously third goal, they started to really push up and just got him on break. Ball out to Dallas who took us forward about 60, 70 yards. Easy pullback for Click, who's got loads of room edge at box. His shot's blocked, but Jack Harrison with a tapping on volley as a rebound. Another one who it's good to see get an early goal. Yeah, nice easy finish for him, but it's good to get an early goal in the season. Um, like you said, and I, and I think throughout the game as well, and there's probably a couple of times where uh, we should have maybe looked for a couple of more pullbacks than we did, because I know there was click a couple of times on the edge of the box calling for them there was one where Hernandez went at goal and Bamford was in acres yeah but again it's you you do go back to the end of last season and our the chances that we weren't taking but it it was nice to see the confidence in place to take chances on at least at this early stage and when you you know essentially when you win your game 3-0 or 3-1 then you can get away with it a bit more. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I don't have the exact stat written down, but it's something that we did not do at the end of last season. We outperformed our XG. Oh, lovely. As XG was like 2.1 and we scored three goals. So it's... it's yeah. Whereas last season, you know, we were getting like three and a half and scoring one. Mm. So that that is a good sign. It's, it's, it's obviously a tiny sample size. You can't read much into it yet, but it's something. Yeah. Is it, their goal, it was a bit sloppy. Hernandez gave ball away and made a weak tackle, but there were three players on that left-hand side and none of them really did much. Was it Hernandez? I can't remember who it was now, but one of the players sprinted into the tackle and they just got turned. Yeah, but as and soon the, as they died, it was Hernandez. He missed it by about three yards, I think. Yeah, he just, just overcommitted and easy to get around. And 
because Casilla gets beaten at his near post, doesn't he? Which is a bit disappointing. But I, I also don't think Casilla was in any way expecting him to get that far. No, and also it did take a deflection, so I'm willing to I'm willing to give him a pass on that one. Casilla is probably a good one to talk about because he was a bit heart in mouth. But other than the corner that he came out for right at the end and got nowhere near, mm. although he looked a bit ropey doing it, I actually think he got all decisions right. There was a cross that he didn't get clear enough and then saved the rebound. But I think he was right to go for that. I just think he got the execution wrong. Yeah. Um, and there, cause there was the one in the first half when he comes out of his area and, and he, he jumps and clears it with his foot. Um, and the commentator over here was kind of, I thought the commentator here was a little bit harsh, saying that it, you know he was, I think, putting putting fear into his defence. Uh, but no, like you say, I think he came, most of the stuff he came out for, he made some contact with it, at least got it away to some extent. And even the one, even that uh, punch, he didn't really connect with. He recovered very quickly and made a great save from it. And again, compared to Bailey Peacock Farrell, at least again, it's someone who is coming for those crosses, as opposed to. You know, a keeper like him and, and like Silvestri before as well. Someone who just didn't come out for crosses at all. Uh, you know, and even the ones on the edge of the six-yard box, they kind of flap it a bit more. So I'd rather see the confidence in someone's come out like that and at least try and attack it. Yeah, uh, I thought... And I didn't expect him to be in the side because I thought Costa would start and I thought Click would drop a place. But I thought Forshaw was good. Yeah, he... I think he he did his usual thing. I think his passing was definitely over a longer distance than it than it's typically been. You know, he's very much been the player who kind of turns and then seems to just play it off to someone else to make a more attacking move. But he was looking to play more crossfield balls, and I think, like you said, that ball out to Harrison, where again one of the things I said to you, I thought Harrison's first touch was impressive because he received a number of those crossfield balls. And he took them all down brilliantly. Yeah, good. other good thing with Harrison. First half, I thought he was a little bit hesitant and he didn't try enough. Like, he'd get on the ball and look for a simple pass too much. Whereas in the second half, he seemed a bit more eager to get in behind and try and fully create something. Yeah, and, and, and I think, like I said, I think after 15, 20 minutes, I think Bristol's pressing game had, had definitely slowed. Um, it was almost like they, they kind of just went too early. And... From kind of the last fifteen minutes of this of the first half, and then into the second half, that's when the, generally we had more time on the ball, um, and it was good to see him again trying to get past defenders because that was the issue last year. He him he was better at it than Alioski, but still down that left hand side, we you weren't entirely confident last season of Harrison beating his man. So again, an early performance to get in and and start trying to beat defenders and be more confident is a good sign. Yeah, and you always want them to beat defenders, but uh, one defender that, by the looks of it, may never, ever be beaten in his entire career is Ben White, who I thought was absolutely fucking outstanding. <laughs> yeah, fantastic debut. Uh, like you said, absolutely won everything, and that was one of the stats that came out was his, his aerial duels, and like you said, won every header. His tackling was great. Um, didn't I'm not going to lie, do you, and I think more, mostly because of the style uh, that we play and you don't see so much of his long-range passing than was reported on from last season. But, yeah, did absolutely everything perfectly in this uh, in this system. And defensively, 
as, as solid as a rock. Yeah, obviously it's massively early to tell, but if he plays like that all season, if he plays like that all season, then... We might not get him back. No, I was going to say we might be buying him from Championship Brighton. No, mate, they've got £22 million Adam Webster. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And however much it is they've just spent on a Mopai. Yeah, but that's about... that's Well, it was announced as 20 but I did see someone saying it was a bit less than that. Uh, Jesus. I, I, again, I, I rate Mopai. He's a good player, but... That's a lot of money to spend on some championship players. Yeah, but no, I I think the best way to sum up it it's the line that you always hear trotted out. But it looked like a Rolls Royce of a defender, didn't it? Yeah, to absolutely breeze through it. Not you know nothing seemed to phase him in the game, and it's good considering he's he's taking a step up. Um, and Bristol City, I, I I appreciate that given the money they've just come into, this isn't going to be their final squad and they're still putting the pieces together. But, you know, they're going to be one of the better teams in the division this season, I think. Yeah, they're they're relatively well fancied. Yeah, I think it was a good, definitely a a good first game of the season to have where you're not playing one of the very top teams, but you're playing a team who's probably going to be up there. Yeah, one sec. There we go. Just opening another beer. Uh, (sighs) We, Victory set. I suppose the only other thing to talk about from the game, because I don't think we've done a podcast since, the away kit. It's, it's, uh, to be honest, I think it's quite nice. It's just not what we wanted for the centenary. No, I, I reckon the same. If it was, I mean, to be honest, I don't mind it at all. I'm not bothered enough about the centenary kit to be really annoyed. It isn't what I'd have had for a centenary kit. 100 years of Leeds United. What do you think of grey and day glow pink? But I'm, I'm growing to... The thing is, we say that. If we had a great season this year and went up, it'd immediately become a classic. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a very... It's just something to become, you know, that can change very easily. Well, other than Kit, there has been a little bit of news, but we'll go from the not particularly important stuff and then we'll get on to the much more important stuff. So, uh, Connor Leak Blunt has signed a three-year pro contract, which... Was it Jason Blunt, is, who I'm assuming is his dad? Yeah, because Connor Blunt's been in the academy for a couple of years. Yeah. I assume it's the same person. Yeah, uh, he's down for you. Uh, Oliver Sarkic has gone to Burton. Yeah. He's the one from Grimsby, isn't he? Yeah, the Montenegrin from Grimsby. Yeah. Jordan Stevens got charged with a low-level betting offence, betting on football, but it appears he was having like a you know, five accumulator on a weekend or something. But you can't do it. Uh, I mean, it's not the brightest thing to do, but... Sure, why not? Nah, he's, he's young and it's... Football can't really get to up itself about that if they're going to have everyone have gambling companies on the shirts. Yeah, true. Why is it this season? 23 of the 24 clubs in the championship are betting club, betting companies or something like that? I, I'm not sure it's quite as high as that, but it is a lot. Oh, sorry. It'll probably be, it's probably 22 now with Huddersfield. Yeah, it was clever marketing that. Uh, it didn't seem to affect him too much. Under 23s played Scarborough in a friendly, and he, he scored one, and Temenushkov got two, and the one 3 2. Yeah, good. We had a trialist keeper who. Oh, he's like Jake Lofthouse or something like that, who apparently retired through injuries about three years ago. He, he was playing for like Farsley, and he was on trial. He, uh, he didn't have the greatest day, but if it's been that, I'm just glad, it's just good for him that he's back playing. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Idaguchi to Gamba Osaka. He's finally done. The, un- the main interesting thing about this is that it's for £1.3 million. Pound yeah. When we paid half a million. Yeah, it's good work, that. Do you, do you think that is... No, well, I was trying to do the maths, but I'd have to be more on that. Do you think part of that is because there was a sell-on clause in there? Um, I 
don't know. Maybe. And the, th- the thinking was, well, if we sell him back at the same price or, you know, just a little bit over, then we could still end up losing money on it, essentially. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might well have been that Japanese clubs want talented Japanese players in the league, so maybe four or five clubs wanted him. Yeah. Oh, well. That could have driven up the price. That's good, considering he's never played uh, played an actual game for us, so I'll take it. Yeah, uh, one, it's not done yet, but it looks very likely. Tom Pierce is off to Barnsley. Again, good. I mean, he, he needs to go play. He's clearly not clearly not going to get any game time here. So, yeah, good luck to him. Obviously, for me, it's tinged with a bit of regret because I, really, I, I do like Tom Pierce. I think he's a good player, but he can't sit around not playing. He has to go. No. Go to Barnsley as well, who got off to that cracking start to the season on Saturday, beating Fulham. Yeah, I had a really good start, seeing as I tipped three teams to go up from Championship and they all got beat and I tipped three to go down, two wins and a draw. Yeah, I just I just kind of noticed that West Brom won and I was like, all right, that's that's fine. I'll take that. Pretty soon to win the league. But um, no, in, the, in that Barnsley game, I, I, again, I, I text you because I watched the, the last 20 minutes of that game and it was quite good seeing Wilkes get booked for time-wasting as he was going off. I, he, he at one point he was walking away from the touchline to shake people's hands. Yeah, it sounded like he had a pretty good game, Wilkes. Yeah, you got a got a standing ovation. Um, it's becoming a refuge for Leeds under twenty threes players now, isn't it? If Tom Pierce goes there, the Wilkes yeah. and Halme. Uh, then on to the two main ones: uh, Peacock Farrell to Burnley for what they reckon is about three and a half million. That's that's. More than I thought we were going to get for him, so yeah, he's... I didn't even know we were particularly looking to sell, but it, it makes sense. Yeah, well, I, I think he's another one that only has a year left on his deal, doesn't he? Because I don't think he signed a long one. No, um, and look, I, I'm assuming he's going to go there and, and sit on the bench. Oh, They've definitely. Still got Joe Hart. I mean, to be fair, he's probably going to be third choice straight away because they've got Joe Hart and they've got Nick Pope. Yeah, I think Nick Pope will be first choice. Obviously, Heaton's gone to Villa. I think that yeah. Joe Hart might be going as well. Uh, I mean, you'd assume so, because it's, it's a lot of money to spend on a third-choice goalkeeper otherwise. Uh, it's probably not, though, if you've got four or five years of Premier League TV money. Yeah, because the other part of it, uh, the first thought was, you know, when you see moves like that, it's part of you thinking, oh, they're trying to get British players in to fill the quota, and you think, oh, no, it's Burnley. No, they're fine. Yeah, that's nearly everything that they've got. I was going to say, Burnley look like they're about to get 40 million for Tarkovsky as well. Yeah, that'd be... Shuffing it. The Maguire deal sent the market mental, hasn't it? It is madness. I just... I don't know where football is now. And and to be honest, since we're kind of on to it, you look at these moves, especially the moves for Webster and Mopai, and you just... You do wonder about the way we dealt with the Janssen transfer. I, d- I know it's essentially come down to we should have held out a bit longer, but uh, you know, I, I, I just think well, there's no, there's no way you really look at that deal and think we should come away get with five million. It should have, should be ten at least. Like I, I do think Webster's better than Janssen, not by much. When they're at the best, not by much. Webster's more consistent though, and he is English, and I think he's younger as well. So I would expect mm. him to be more, but I'm, but four times more. Yeah, that's that's a huge amount. As I said, I think it's one of those things that you can discuss it with the agent, discuss it with the player, and just say, "Listen, uh, you know, this isn't working out, but let's wait till a reasonable offer comes in." Because I, 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 especially now, you look at the 
the players that are getting moves to that there would be an offer coming and i think i think the fact we kind of actively shopped him around just just took a lot away from that deal yeah the uh what have you seen the weirdest deal of the day today no to sign in january uh wayne rooney to derby yes as player coach interesting very very strange and i'm not sure how that can be legal that basically 32 red are paying his wages that's why he's number 32. It's like a sponsorship deal. So, I mean, and it's it's like selling the stadium. It is legal, but it just doesn't seem like it should be. Uh, well, let's see uh, Let's see how the Football League choose to look at this then. Yeah. And can, can they not just pay, like, one of our players' wages? Casilla, he's on loads. It doesn't seem uh, very in the spirit of the game, I would say, but... You can the football. You can choose to define that however they will. Yeah, but uh, so back to Peacock Farrell. Are you sad to see him go? Um, yes, in as much as he's a young player who I who I still think has time to develop. Um, do I think he was going to get a lot better? Not really. I do think he was going to get better though with more game time. But it clear again clearly, Bielsa had made his decision. I can fully understand why he wants. Casier ahead of Peacock Farrell um, and this is one of those where yeah if we're not going to play him we might as well get the cash and then get Andy on and come back again <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His, uh, his comments in the summer of uh, I'm either going to stay at Leeds and play or I'm going well he was right <laughs> it's just that he's going to sit on the bench somewhere else instead I just assumed he was going to go out on loan yeah or to Barnsley <laughs> yeah the, the bigger one, more interesting deal that was confirmed about... It was actually only confirmed about an hour ago or something. Kemar Roof to Anderlecht for £7 million. That's... It's not bad money for someone in the last year of their contract. It's, oh, are we going to get... The, are we getting the sensible bit out of the way first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's let, do that. No, that... For a player with one year left on his deal, who... People weren't sure was good enough up until last season... Mm. If we're being honest, it's not a bad deal financially speaking. Yeah, it's disappointing. Bearing in mind that the the contract talks were meant to have started around Christmas, and clearly nothing was getting agreed. So uh, again, Bielsa, I think even when both of them were fit, had kind of hinted towards Bamford was always going to be his, his striker. So it makes sense and. I think you've said it several times. We were never going to have two strikers on thirty-five grand a week or whatever it is. You know, it's just not going to happen. So, at the very least, not with them both under permanent contract. No. So, it just I think it makes sense to to move him on if he if he's not going to get tied down here and he's not going to be you know if he's not going to be happy with his deal then let's move him on. Yeah, it's a it's a shame because he's a good player and the, the main thing that I like about him is I really rated his movement. Yeah, no, I've, I've always thought he handled himself well, you know, considering he's he's a bit smaller than than Bamford. But I thought he's always handled himself well with defenders. His pace was, uh, you know, was very handy. I, I thought I think in the games he did play as a number ten for BL, so he looks quite handy as well. Uh, uh, I am out of kindness willing to give you an alternate prediction for top scorer because I think you went for Kemar Roof. I was going to ask that. Um, uh, did you? Who did you go for? Did I, you go Bamford? I went for Bamford. I am also willing to give you, like, new signing as a pick if you want, but we don't know who it is. 
Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh, let's go with Costa. You're gonna go Helder Costa. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. I, 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 that was one of them you couldn't really do much about. So. Yeah, just, that, that's minus. No, you predicted he was going to get fifteen. He got zero minus ten. Yeah. Well, luckily we didn't put that in, but we both had to do a roof prediction, so it'd been even anyway. Yeah. Uh, so today has been quite busy on the transfer news front, in, but without anything actually happening. Well, we were promised twists and turns in the last few days. Don't go and to bed then, just yet. Well, that is very much what I read into that when it was. There will be twists and turns. Oh, we're selling two players, are we? Ah, good. I've lived through this nightmare before. Yeah. Uh, but it does seem to be, if if some of these work out, then, well, we'll have to we'll have to wait until the end of the window to see who actually comes in. But some of the names linked, if a couple of these come off, then you'd, you'd definitely say it's worked out well. Yeah, there's four main names floating about, and there is also a goalkeeper. Hmm. But I haven't seen a name for Hoover Key, because it does appear that we want some form of second-choice keeper, which for me would still be the lowest priority, because I honestly, I'm fine with a combination of Huffer and Mirzak as backup. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I only think you need one senior keeper. Yeah, unless unless you go the route of professional second-choice goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, if we can get a decent one that doesn't cost a lot, then great. Uh, Stuart Taylor still playing. <laughs> It really might end up being Lonergan at this way. Yeah. Uh, but the ins, we'll go from sort of least known onwards. Uh, Ryan Nolan, who's like, I think he's like Inter Milan's Primavera captain, but he's an I- but Irish centre-back. But if we sign him, he'll probably be for the 23s. Now he did say an Irish centre-back at Inter Milan. Yeah. All right, just checking. Yeah, it's weird. He's one of them that, I've actually known about for a little bit because I remember seeing a thing to like eighteen months ago. The Irish kid that plays for Inter, and because yeah. that's rare, it kind of sticks with you. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, I don't know how good he is. We could do with more depth at centre back. If he's good enough to be in the twenty threes and provide backup, that's fine. Yeah, you know, in there with strike as well. It's just it's probably not the worst thing to have a couple of French players. No, and not that he's there yet, but. Oliver Casey looks decent as well. Mm. Uh, well, as someone else who plays football manager, you'll be excited by this one like I am. Facundo Calidio. Ah, wonder kid. Here we go. Yeah, proper FM wonder kid. He's 19 now. He's he, another one from in. Uh, apparently, this is the same deal. We're trying to do both of these in one deal. Apparently, Nolan wants to move to England so that he's got a better chance at in, for Irish international level. Ireland are sending many of their uh, national team scouts out to watch Inter Milan. It would appear not, but Calidio, I mean, Inter bought him for 10 million euros when he was 17. He hasn't broke into the team, but he does seem to be doing well at youth level for him. He's played for, like, Argentina's under-20s and stuff. But the main thing is that apparently this is a Bielsa recommendation. Uh, and they're saying that if we do get him, he probably will start in the 23s, which sounds weird to me, but with the fee they're talking about, it won't be in the 23s for long. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I do. anytime you see the words FM Wonder Kid, it's, uh, it seems promising. I assume he's going to be every bit as good as Freddie Adu in Football Manager. Yeah, not that I can say a whole lot about him, but I'm always happy to be signing players with potential. You know, I think we've got quite a good blend at the moment with a few of the, the under 23s players in and around the team but yeah you can always you know it's always good to have a couple of players with the future in mind even if it's Bielsa bringing them in and 
realistically probably not having them for too long. Yeah, uh, apparently Newcastle want him as well, but we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, then on to the two that have been the main story of the day, because uh, the first thought immediately that came out that um, Phil Hay and a few others were saying that the roof money will go on Ryan Kent. By the way, you say with Ryan Kent, the story of the day. It's been a solid two months now with Ryan Kent. Yeah, but like these two names have really gained a lot of traction today. Yeah, the, the Ryan Kent one, as I said, has kind of been around for a while. but and He's another one who Bielsa apparently really likes. Yeah, I think he was pretty much one of the first names that cropped up in the summer, wasn't it, that we were linked with. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I fully trust Bielsa. I can't say I've seen a whole lot of Ryan Kent, but... Um, you know, I do think we do need attacking depth, and I, I'm not averse to us having another winger. Yeah, it's weird because it's the form at Rangers that has got people excited. But when I when I saw him play in the Championship in previous loan spells, I, I didn't think he was shit or anything. But it didn't impress me that much. Mm. So when I'm hearing fees of, although it's not all up front and a lot of it's add-ons and bonuses and stuff like that, when I'm hearing like you know nine and ten million quid. I keep thinking that sounds like an awful lot of money for him. Yeah. Not as much as... Have you seen Reading today, who they've signed? No. They've signed Lucas Zhao from Chef Wednesday. Okay. You know, solid enough striker. He's fine. Seven million. The transfer window's gone a bit crazy these uh, these last week this last week or so. Yeah, I mean, that just, that just seems ridiculous. Uh, but the other one that came through a bit later in the day, and someone who has been mentioned just by fans quite a lot, uh, but Eddie and Ketia from Arsenal. This would be a loan deal because Arsenal really rate him. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was my pick at the end of the season to to come in on loan. Yeah, I, rem- I remember you mentioning him. Yeah, I, I like him. Again, very pacey, direct striker. Uh, would be a good alternative to to Bamford as well, and maybe someone you uh, maybe have both of them on when you're playing kind of lower teams, but someone that's good to bring on. 15, 20 minutes with a game when you need to inject some pace up front as well. Yeah, he, uh, he announced himself with that League Cup game against Norwich, didn't he? He scored twice in the first one after about 15 seconds of coming on. Mm. Uh, played a lot in Europa League. As you say, scored on the last day of last season at Burnley. They Apparently the deal's happening quite late because before they signed Nicolas Pepe for about 72 million or whatever it was, he was expected to be involved until they signed yeah. him. And then went, right, you're now not going to be coming off the bench. You'll probably be too low down. His uh, England record's really good as well. For 18s, 4 in 2 games. 19s, 9 in 10 games. Under 20s, 6 in 9. And 21s, 2 in 4. Yeah, not bad. I love him. Most places have said, with Kenton and Ketia, it'll be either or. We won't be getting both of them. So if you had to pick one, bearing in mind Kent is permanent and Ketia's loan. At the moment, looking at the squad, I'm, I'm probably leaning toward, more towards Nketiah just because uh, with Roof gone, I know we've got Roberts, but we still don't seem to be any clearer. So, so he might be dead. Well, he's not fit. And there was a thing going around. I can't remember where the quote was, but it was something like he's got some progress to make and then he needs another operation or something. God. It's some knee problem, so... Your next option is Edmondson at that point. Yeah, you've got Edmondson and then like Terminosh Koff, Mahika, and playing Harrison or Costa as a striker as well. Because that's that's one thing that Phil here was saying in the uh, he did a pardon me he did a Q and A, 
And apparently the reason why Bielsa would be wanting to use the roof money on Kent is because he can see Kent ending up being a central player. As as a number 10? As as mostly a number 10, but maybe even further forward than that. Um, maybe. I'd, I'd, I think I'd prefer uh, an actual striker in for now, but again, I, I trust in Bielsa. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I did see a couple of the clubs that Nketiah is linked with, and one of them is a club that one of our loanies from last season is at. It's Lewis Baker is at Fortuna Dusseldorf. Yeah, with a, it's viewed to a permanent, and the permanent's ten million if they choose to sign him. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, he's right. At least he's not in. Uh, he's not in Holland anymore now. So he's, you know, he's. Done a couple of seasons in Holland, a few seasons over here. He's now in Germany. There's, it's a bit of a weird one with Lewis Baker because he clearly does have some talent. We just never saw any of it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, as still from everything I can piece together, Bristol City are still the favourites for Nketiah. Yeah, they seem to be the big, the big name or the biggest, uh, yeah, biggest favourites. I don't know what I was trying to say then. I just, if I'm on Emery. You can send him for a year learning under Lee Johnson or a year under Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. And and he's mates with Victor Orta because he was manager of Sevilla when Orta was there. Yeah, that's, that's apparently where this is, has come from, is, is that link. But uh, just uh, just because you've gone back to Lee Johnson, have you said, have you seen what he said about uh, players being down this season? They're going to play on. Yeah, they're going to play on and let the referee manage the game. It's a big claim to make on the first game of the season. And I can't wait to see him start kicking off about someone not putting the ball out of play for him. Yeah, well, he can't, he seemed to get shirty with uh, with Bielsa when we had a player down and Bielsa was shouting, play on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those quotes again where it just seems like that's it's going to come back within a few weeks. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine it lasting the season. No. Well, we've got a few games to preview this time, but look, well, we've got three to do, but one of them really won't take long. Uh, so on Saturday early, you'll you'll probably be struggling to watch this live, won't you? Because it'll be like half four in the morning for you. Yeah, it's a half four in the morning, and I have a tournament over the over the weekend, so it might be a struggle for me. Yeah, might be a watch later. Yeah, the magic of ESPN Plus. But yeah, uh, Forest at home. Obviously, I mention it every time. I fucking hate Forest. Uh, they their one result. They lost two one at home to West Brom. Uh, in goal, the team they had that day they had uh, Arianette Muric, who was on loan from Man City, and had an absolute shocker on his debut. Both goals were his fault. I can't say I've 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 seen it, and I can't say I've, I really know who he is. No, he's uh, as he played most of League Cup games for him last season for Man City last season because uh, Bravo was out all season. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's quite highly rated but he had a shock on his debut uh, they played a back four with Matty Cash playing right back which is a new role for him uh, Michael Dawson Joe Worrell Jack Robinson uh, Ben Watson at DM uh, Adoma on the right Joe Lolly on the left uh, the midfield they've gone a little bit Mendesy. they've had a few odd deals this year and central mids were Thiago Silva and Alfa Semedo Alfa Semedo is yeah. meant to be quite good but I haven't actually seen it myself yeah, I uh, it's not a bad team. Uh, uh, Graben, Graben up top as well, who's a decent player. Yeah, Graben is is one of those kind of textbook will always score goals at this level types. Uh, you know, again, it's there's some decent players in there. I, like you said, it's an odd one seeing Matty Cash as a as a right back, but um, 
you know, you could you could probably see them getting a goal, but I I don't I'm not that impressed by that team, if I've been honest. No, the other two names that stood out that lump bench in that game, they've got Sammy Amiobi from Bolton, who can be good on his day, and uh, Rafa Mia on loan from Wolves, who mm. was quite highly touted at one point, but I think he's dropped off a bit. Uh, the one thing with this is, of course, that all the teams that we're playing will probably bring in a couple of it next couple of days. Yeah, it'll be kind of a mad rush now that the you know there's a couple of big deals have now kicked off the lunacy of everyone else trying to wrap up their business. Yeah, well, uh, we just need to not do all stupid, and I definitely think we've got enough against these, because, I mean, like, we ripped them to bits with 10 men, didn't we, last season at one point, and then ended up getting beat. Yeah, we, um, what was it, we were, we were trailing against them 1-0, then we, did we go back in front? That we, we were 1-0 down, and then Phillips got sent off, and then... Bielsa made chit. He brought on Jack Clark and we went to one at the back basically with just Janssen. Yeah. And played unbelievable football, went 2 1 up, and then he just kept going for it and we got caught on break. This was also the game when Adam Forshaw had something of a meltdown. Yeah, he had that awful back pass, didn't he? Yeah. But. Yeah, and again, that, that game kind of towards the end was, it wasn't really what you could judge either team on. But yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. I'm going to say a 2-1 win. Uh, oh, just speaking of predictions, I never mentioned it. Uh, I had a draw, you had a 2-0 win, so you're, you're ahead. Uh, and obviously, I didn't have a bet on the game because I always bet on 3-1. So we were bound to win 3-1 when I didn't have a bet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for this one. I'm going to go 2-0 win. Okay. Uh, this one we'll probably skip through. Uh, Salford away in League Cup on Tuesday night. Oh, God. Uh, it's, uh... it's, it's basically Leeds v Man United, if you believe Sky. Yeah, I don't even have to put up with Sky, and that's already how I see this. Yeah, uh, they won they won 2-0 on opening day against Stevenage. I'll be honest, I didn't even care enough to look at the squad. I, yeah, I probably wouldn't know many of the players anyway. They've still got they've got Adam Rooney up front, who was like on four grand a week in the conference. Do they still have Danny Webber? No, I believe he's retired now. Oh, okay. I watched the, I watched the, uh, the documentary about them again this year, and it is odd seeing Danny Webber there. Yeah. Uh, the main thing for this is we didn't actually go through it. Do you see Leeds making any changes for the Forest game? Um, it'll be interesting if Costa starts. Uh, what did you make of him not starting? I was surprised, but a lot of people were less surprised than me. And I suppose Costa didn't go with the squad a lot for a lot of it, did he? Yeah. Do you think he he still thinks he's not quite there yet? In terms of fitness, probably. I I don't think he'll change up this one. I think it'll be the same team again, unless someone gets injured. Yeah, and I wonder then if you'll see, if still you'll see Salford as a game where a, a few of those players will get a bit more of a run out. Yeah, and Bogarts didn't get on, so your shout of strike is now looking better. Although they might well both play against Salford. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, don't need to go through team Salford away. This has got us losing written all over it. I'm not confident about this. I'm I'm gonna go two one Salford. I'm going one 0 Salford. I think we're gonna put. I think we're gonna make nine changes. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't, I don't see it ending well either way. So I'm gonna say one 0 Salford. They'll be massively up for it, and we won't really be that bothered about it. Yeah. The only reason why I'm bothered about that game is because people won't believe that we're not that bothered about it. So if we get beat, you'll still hear loads. Yeah, this is this is very much a no-win situation, isn't it? Yeah, but then uh, the following Saturday, back to 
back to real football and my first away of the season, away at Wigan. Are you? Ah. Uh, they they had a great result on opening day, three two win against Cardiff. Yeah, good. Uh, I think as we said earlier, a few, quite a few uh, games that you consider upsets. Yeah, this is another one of them. Yeah, uh, their their team on opening day, they had David Marshall in goal, a back four of Nathan Byrne, Che Dunkley, who's he's quite good, Daniel Fox, Anthony Robinson. Uh, it was four two three one. The two were Lewis McLeod and Lee Evans. Yeah. Attacking mids, Anthony Pilkington, Josh Windass, Michael Jacobs and Joe Garner up front. That will change a lot, I think, by the time we play him. Yeah. Uh, they've signed Jamal Lowe from Portsmouth, who we will link to it one piece. He's a good winger, so he'll probably come in for Pilkington. Uh, they've signed Kiefer Moore from Barnsley. They like playing a target man and especially like doing it against us, so he'll probably play. Uh, and they'll probably bring Gavin Massey in because of how well he played at Ellen Road. Yeah. Uh, they've also signed Dujon Sterling on loan from Chelsea, think, hoping for him to be another Rhys James. Uh, Kai Naismith's yeah. decent. And they've had, a, they've had a player who's... He had loan spells at Morecambe and Oldham over the last couple of years and played pretty well. And they're starting to give him some football. Uh, Callum Lang, who I'll be so disappointed in Wigan if his song isn't Lang. Callum lang a lang That's brilliant. Yeah. He, that really better be his song. But I'd like that. Wigan... Look, I predicted him to come 24th for a reason. I don't think that that squad's up to much. And they've improved it since I said that, but I still don't think it's good. No. I, again, should be a game we win. I mean, last again, last season, the away game there was... Uh, it was only a 1-0 win, wasn't it? It was 2-1. Oh, it was 2-1, that was it. And uh... They went 1-0 up fairly early, at least James free kick. I can't remember that equaliser... Roof got the winner when their keeper came for a cross and like dropped it between his legs and he had a t- tap in from about three yard. Yeah, but I can't actually remember the equaliser. Didn't we score like pretty much straight after half time? I can't. Remember. I think it was a quick response. It might have been click from a pullback actually, or it might no. I think it was a click pullback to Hernandez. Yeah, and he scored, but I couldn't swear to it. And then that was also the game when Josh Windass was on a counter attack and he was then found himself surrounded by about seven Leeds players. Yeah, and that was the main takeaway from that game, how quickly they were getting back. Oh, the optimism that we had. Little did we know. But yeah, it should be. Again, I'd have this one down as a comfortable win, so I'm gonna say three nil. Uh I'm gonna in fact I'm gonna go two nil again. Yeah, I uh I'm a lot more confident now after that first game. Settled the nerves, has it? I still don't think we've got enough depth, but we just the way we played we looked really confident and we looked there's a lot to be there is a, by the looks of it a lot to be said for the continuity argument that Leeds were putting forward mm. like we seemed to settle very quickly and everyone seemed to know their role and shut their mouth yeah it, it, it makes sense from that regard that you're not shaking things up too much and, and kind of slowly introducing some of the players um, you know you got I mean look at that starting lineup. Was Ben White the only new face uh, in that team? If it started, uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go, and he, you know, a like for like replacement really for Janssen. So I don't think it. I don't think it was too much for a change in role for him. Uh, and outside of that, yeah, there's you know, although you know you can't say it's the team that ended the season because of injuries, but you know for everyone. It's pretty much a case of as you were. The only one was Click, who moved a bit further upfield. 
Yeah, now that is one thing. We've mentioned it before that we're not the biggest fan of him in the 10. I thought he was a bit quiet. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's... I think he's almost more of a shadow striker than, you know, when he's playing up there. I, I think he tends to play a bit further up. And yeah. he's, I think when he just plays that little bit deeper, I think he, he makes those pacing runs from midfield. I think he's, he's, his timing to arrive on the edge of the box is much better. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say he had a solid, if unspectacular, game. Yeah, well... Uh, that should do us because we should have time to do one in between that game against Wigan and then I think it's Brentford on like the Wednesday night that follows that I think yeah. well I, sh- I should have finished summer camps by then so I should be back to doing nothing through the days again very, fairly shortly yeah and that will make things a fair bit easier yeah my light work schedule on no low pay well there's not a great deal I can add to that KC to be honest it's true yeah the sacrifices I'd make for this podcast yep Bit of Creed. <laughs> uh, no, that'll do us for the podcast. Uh, I've been Jack, that's KC, the stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is at THIU, it's all LUFC. Uh, there'll probably be a fair bit going up there in the next few days because it looks as if, in theory at least, Leeds should be doing something in the transfer market. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks. See ya. Have a good one. Bye.